The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast TaylorMade Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April the 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy football, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Driver, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Once again, you're tuned in to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. As always, he's Cody Zeeb. As always, I'm Rod Gomez, welcoming you to yet another episode. And we are once again, well, before the, the uh, cup cars get all nasty, filthy in the dirt, truck drivers get to play around in the sandbox beforehand. And that is today what we will be covering. Obviously, we talked about it earlier. No Xfinity race. For whatever reason, Xfinity cars are too prissy to get down and dirty in the mud, so they got to get a week off, whatever. That's more for the trucks, more for the cup, more for us to have some fun with uh, here in this. But yeah, Cody, I mean, the, the trucks have done this as long as the cup drivers have done it, and I dare say, I think they have a little more fun in the dirt. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they have a good time. A little more accustomed to it, too. I mean, the trucks have been racing on dirt for a while. That was kind of the original NASCAR series that went back to dirt at Eldora a few years back. The last couple of seasons, they've done both Bristol dirt and Knoxville over in Iowa on the dirt. Unfortunately, not doing that this season. But um, it's it's been plenty of, of dirt experience for these truck teams. They're kind of used to it at this point. Uh, it, it's been a thing that's that's been around. So, uh, yeah, Xfinity... Just has never gotten gotten into it, I guess. And at this point, I think they don't want to add that extra cost to the teams uh, where they've got the Cup Series doing it. So the Truck Series gets to shine and be uh, be the second tier series for the week. Give the Xfinity guys a break to uh, recoup and, and get ready for next week at uh, Martinsville. I don't think the truck drivers mind at all. Again, they get all the attention of the Cup drivers on the weekend. And in fact, Cody, we will actually see some Cup drivers step into trucks there's actually kind of a loaded field in this truck race i almost feel bad for the truck drivers in that you know they get to come down i don't remember last season that being this packed i know there was a few but there was quite a few last season as well i think chase briscoe chase elliott uh i think joey logano was in that race as well so there was there was a decent amount Uh, i mean it gives these guys again the trucks aren't exactly comparable to the cars but it gives them time on the track 
they get to learn some things, get a handle of a big, heavy stock car or truck in this case on that exact track. It gives them that that seat time, and I think that it does uh, does help translate it and give them that that practice a little bit, you could say. Um, so yeah, loaded field. There's 41 entries for 36 spots. Some of the notable entries, uh, the seven truck uh, from Spire is going to be Jonathan Davenport. He is going to be running double duty. He is the $2 million man, won $2 million last season running dirt late models. One of the greatest dirt late model drivers in the world right now, possibly ever even. Uh, and pretty cool, Kyle Armstrong, a guy that's in our Discord, hangs out there. He, he told us uh, last week, I think it was, or I think, I'm pretty sure it was last week, he said, uh, not yet officially announced, but uh, Jonathan Davenport's going to be in the trucks uh, just letting you guys know now. And then, of course, the announcement comes a few days later. So shout out to him. And he's got a podcast, too. Uh, it's called Forward Bite with Kyle Armstrong. That's actually a really good podcast. So if you're into dirt racing at all, definitely check that out. He does a good job over there. So I wanted to give him a shout out. I know he's a loyal listener and uh, always hanging out, chatting it up in the Discord. So appreciate him for breaking that news in our Discord channel to us uh, last week. I'm telling you, there's more than one reason to be in that Discord channel. We've got some bright minds in there, not just sharp betters, but NASCAR fans of all stripes. And so, you know, we even learn stuff all the time while we're in that exactly. Discord channel. So we yeah. love you for it. And then, uh, yeah, some other notable entries. Uh, Chase Briscoe is going to be in the 22 truck. William Byron making his return to Kyle Busch Motorsports in the 51 truck. He, of course, was a Toyota racing development driver originally. Came up with KBM and uh, Kyle Busch before Chevrolet stole him from out from underneath of them. And then obviously, maybe looking back and regretting that a little bit these days. But uh, <laughs> Jessica Friesen, Stewart's wife, uh, our favorite Canadians, I guess. I don't know if she's from Canada as well, but uh, but I <laughs> uh, love her as well. She's going to be making an attempt in the 62, uh, yeah, 62 truck to make the race. And Joey Logano in the 66 for Thor Sport is going to be attempting to make the race as well. So it's 41 spots for 36, uh, 41 entries for 36 spots in this race. We talked about the format yesterday on the Cup Series show. It's the same format for this one, and it's going to mean even more because you have to make the race. So uh, they're going to use that passing point system. It's going to be 10 trucks per heat. There will actually be 11 uh, trucks in one of the heats because there's uh, more than 40 entries, of course. Uh, 10, 10 points to first place in the heat, nine points, eight points, seven points, and so on. And then for every position you move up from your starting position, you get one additional passing points. No negative points are awarded. So they will put that all in a pile, basically. Whoever has the most points sits on the pole, and ties will be broken by owner points from the truck numbers. Um, there is a caveat to this because there is the potential for weather during these heat races and if they are unable to run these heat races they will use 29 spots uh based on owner points and then if they're able to get in one of the practice sessions they will use the two next fastest trucks from practice to get locked in <laughs> and then uh let's see and then they'll go to 2022 or 2023 winning owners slash drivers then it's past champions provisional and then back to owner points to fill up the 36 spots. That's all from Bob Pockers, of course, because we know he's the goat of all of this information. Uh, but 
that uh, that is how they will determine the lineup if they're unable to do the uh, heat races and get that in. Hopefully, that's not the case. Hopefully, they can get the heat races and determine it that way and use that other crazy formula that we've already talked about. But that is potential uh, could happen. So, yeah, loaded field. A lot of people want to make this race uh, in five. Five trucks will have to go home, unfortunately. So it'll be uh, interesting to keep an eye on it and see see who makes it, see who doesn't. Yeah, and again, when we approach it, something like that, we're, and, and the books know, and they, they kind of stay away from the fringe drivers as well that probably won't make it. But, I mean, listen, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 like like <laughs> last week or two weeks ago at Coda, right, when when Alex Bowman doesn't make the race after being one of the favorites to win. So there's always crazy things that can happen, and that's a risk you're going to have to take and then argue with the book and get your refund if you need it. <laughs> yeah, again, it's just keep an eye on it, keep an eye close, and, uh, you know, again, get in the Discord, and we'll we'll keep you posted on who is out so you can make sure that you uh, either drop your bet early enough or again fight with your book if it doesn't uh, if it doesn't let you do it but yeah i mean look again this is going to be a, a pretty big mix of of cup drivers and the regular truck drivers and in this race i mean we saw we saw last season in the dirt that it wasn't necessarily a cup driver that walked away with the win so it can be beaten i mean they can be beaten on this track so don't we're not going to lean heavy on these guys just because they're cup drivers on this track this is still yeah. the great equalizer. Well, and, and we've seen that everywhere, right? I mean, there's been races a couple of weeks ago, back to that Coda race. Alex Bowman didn't make the field, of course, but Ross Chastain, Kyle Busch, both in that race. Zane Smith, Truck Series regular, he gets the win. We've seen at Beak a lot more competitive when these cup drivers are in there. Now, that's not going to sway us completely away from betting on some of them because they are more talented, right? And, and they are top of the line, and some of them are in pretty good trucks. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's going to be... A good combination of both because there is going to be truck regulars that can beat these guys out we saw it last year we've seen it before we've seen it plenty of times um and so yeah it's it's going to be a good combination of the truck regulars and again we've talked about this many times but this is the chance for those types of guys the zane smiths the ben Rhodes, the time Majeskis, all of these guys to compete head to head with last season's cup series champion joey logano and, and learn from him and beat him and all of that stuff. It is uh, it is always a good time for for having those guys out there as well. Yeah, and Logano's one on this track in the cup car, so it's, you know, they get double and, and triple uh, ways to learn. But, uh, all right, so this dirt race is the Weather Guard truck race on dirt. Quick and to the point, right? I mean, <laughs> it's a truck yeah, that's, race. It's a lot better than some of the sponsors we've had, right? <laughs> truck race on dirt. So uh, it is 150 laps around this half-mile track. Uh, that will be covered with dirt for 79.950 miles. It seems so short, 150 laps around this. It just, but it's going to feel mighty long. On the dirt, long. it feels much longer. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> uh, but these guys will be, be uh, zipping around it, trying their best to beat uh, everybody else on the track, up to and including some of the best drivers in the circuit. Um, Cody, before we start getting down to our bets, this was a busy news day. There was a lot happening. <laughs> and I think we need to just reserve a special segment on Wednesdays for, for news because that's when all the news seems to come out. Uh, the call appeal was heard today. Of course, they had the same penalty as Hendrick did, and a lot of people's eyes less of a penalty because it was only one of their cars. It was only one of the two lures on the car. Um, and so just like Hendrick, of course, they cut the penalty back and gave him everything back. Oh, wait a minute. They did not. <laughs> 
And that is potentially the issue with NASCAR's uh, appeals system. But Colleague gets a reduction from 100 uh, point regular season points and 100 owner's points down to 75 owner's points and 75 dri driver points for being taken away. They also have the reduction of 10 playoff points. So that puts Justin Haley in a huge hole. It was three completely different panel members, and I know like JDK had had commented in the in the Discord channel. Well, Hendrick, you know, Hendrick has the big money lawyers, and that's why. Well, lawyers aren't even allowed in these appeals, actually. So Hendrick has to go in there now. I mean, they could probably seek legal advice, and, and you know, maybe they do have a lawyer on retainer for you know how do we go about this? But a couple of things to it. Um, obviously, Hendrick has the starstruck appeal, right? I mean. These these people that were on their panel are it's so in the way that that the appeals thing works. There's I think it's 25 different members uh, of the appeal committee thing or whatever, and, and basically like jury selection, they randomly pick three of them or whatever, and those are the three that will sit on any given appeal to be heard. So it was three guys or three people last week for Hendrick, three different people for uh, colleague today. Denny Hamlin's appeal is tomorrow. It'll be three different people for that. Uh, and so it, it just, it all varies. And, uh, I don't think they're necessarily allowed to bring up, like, I don't think Colley could have said, well, look, Hendrick had the same thing to a less, to a worse degree. And this is what they got. I don't, I don't think that's allowed to be argued in these appeals, which also seems strange, but I think the appeal process is a good thing. Yes, because they should be able to appeal, but I don't know. It seems like it needs to be a little more straightforward on, on. Like, I mean, it's the same violation at the same time. Why is it a different appeal? Why is it a different result? It doesn't seem like a very fair process. I, I don't know. And so they, they are allowed to appeal to um, to the final appeals officer from their appeal board, which is Langley Speedway promoter Bill Mullins. He is the one that they can make their final appeal to. Chris Rice was on now. NASCAR hub tonight uh, and he said that they are going to continue forward with the appeal and they will appeal the appeal. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's kind of the final step in the appeal process. Um, and then uh, from Bob Pachris, he said that uh, with the L2 penalty, they have the option of giving no points penalty or a points penalty from 75 to 120 points. So like it couldn't have been anywhere from uh, one to 74 points. They couldn't have said, we're only taking away 25 points. It had to be zero or 75, 100, 120 could be anywhere in there. So, uh, <laughs> and I know that this is going to, going to get to the point where people, you know, look at Hendrick and they get all the bias and NASCAR loves Hendrick. NASCAR doesn't, that is the one thing is NASCAR isn't, doesn't have the influence on this panel. Like these are not employed by NASCAR. They're not employed by the teams and NASCAR doesn't get a say NASCAR. I mean, NASCAR loses more of these appeals than they win, and NASCAR is not happy about that. They give out these penalties for a reason. They feel like they should be assessed the way they're assessed, and the appeals board generally <laughs> turns around and and changes things. And then NASCAR just changes the wordings on their rules and and fixes those loopholes, I guess. But I I don't see how how it can be that you have two completely different penalties for almost the same exact thing. But colleague, you could argue, was to a way lesser degree. 
now Hendrick made their kid. I mean, and again, nothing has been, nothing's been released as far as, um, as far as details from these appeals, what exactly took place, what evidence there was and everything. Hendrick had said right away, basically that they had proof of all this stuff that NASCAR had told them they could um, uh, alter these and that they were having problems getting them from the supplier that were fitting correctly and all of this stuff. So, Potentially, Hendrick had all of this proof. They walk in with a stack of papers of proof, get the thing reduced, and Colleg may not have had all that stuff. I don't know, Rod, but man, this just seems like it shouldn't be this lopsided. So when you go and and start handing out penalties to people and really, again, I, I get the panel has to be separated from NASCAR. You cannot have that conflict of interest at all. You know, it's like having a lawyer that that is employed by the actual company that you're trying to sue representing you. It's like right. that that's not going to do any good. But I also agree with you in that there has to be like I don't know how you could not have looked at that last judgment, right? I mean even courts use precedent to make their final rulings, right? I mean it's, I know this isn't a a court per se, but I mean look, if you've seen just 10 minutes ago that somebody got a, and and look colic has every right to say wtf mate like this literally just happened over here i know you're three separate people but come on man this is the same type of thing these people got completely off basically i mean the monetary fine I mean, was still I, there yeah, yeah. four hundred thousand dollars that's yeah it sucks but for rick hendrick yeah, he'll go sell more cars and they'll be fine. Right, but yeah, like he's not he's not sweating. Man. No, but colleague on the other hand, it's like how how are you going to say my uh, my discretion was was worse, or if it was the same, then assess the same penalty. It just yeah. I can and, see and I mean I guess you could say that this is the problem with just the way that even the legal system works in the United States, right? I mean, you and I could both go to court tomorrow for the same exact offense and get two wildly different sentences as well, even though we did the same thing, we had the same amount of offenses before. I mean, everything could be exactly the same, and it could be two completely different results. And I guess that's that's part of how the legal system goes, and there is a range of penalties, and you can get, end up on either side. You can end up in the middle, and but it just seems... I don't know. It. Uh, yeah, man, I, it's really tough because it's the same thing and they are i mean 75 points and 75 uh, car owner points i mean that could be the difference in them making the playoffs not making the playoffs then you're talking about millions of dollars it's costing you're talking about potential sponsorship deals uh there could be driver incentive for making the playoffs where he gets more money and all this stuff because one of their two louvers and one out of four between their two cars wasn't quite and, and again we don't think that this has really increased performance. Like Hendrick did never raced with those louvers and they still were dominant that weekend with the louvers that NASCAR threw on there. So man, it's, this is really tough and we're going to be looking back after Daytona. If just Haley doesn't get a win or, or find a way to point his way in somehow. And it's going to be like, wow, look how much this appeal. Now there is that one further appeal step and maybe, they will correct it at that point, hopefully, for colleagues' sake. But we could be looking back and saying, wow, they got super fucked by this this appeals process and this appeals panel. Or 
nothing happens and he doesn't make the playoffs and we're saying well it sucks anyways but didn't really affect the outcome it's a long season man there's so much to go on i i honestly i hope that they win this last appeal i hope that whoever is picked to be that final adjudicator says you know what i took a look at what just happened i know that you're getting screwed so we'll just make it all better. The only problem is he's one of the guys that just screwed them. So, Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> That's it's well. Yeah, it is the appeals off. It's the final appeal guy from that actual board that they were just on. So ah. they're re-appealing to him, I guess. Uh, well. Maybe without his cohorts, they can tug at his heartstrings. I don't know. What, what did, uh, what I, I uh, the, what is the movie with, um, what you call oh, it? I'm uh, not good at this game, Rod. I'm not good. at All right, all right. It was <laughs> it was uh, it was the one where Tom Cruise was a naval um, a naval uh, attorney, and he was like, "I object," and they were like, "Okay, it's already on the record." I strenuously object. And that's like that does nothing but add to that. So uh, I like that. A few good men. That's what it was. There you go. You object yeah, once to get it on the record. Yes, for sure. Yeah, you strenuously <laughs> object to make sure that they know. That you mean business, but I mean yeah, we'll so. see how it all we'll see how it all pans out. Obviously, you know he's got another shot, and, and for betting purposes, just don't bet on a Haley future right now. Yeah, and, and I mean again, a win could solve all those problems, and they might not have to worry about it. Now it could hurt him in the playoffs again. Losing the ten points there is going to be critical as well. So it'll be something to keep an eye on. We'll see. Uh, and then Denny Hamlin has his appeal heard tomorrow on Thursday, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, but his appeal is Thursday evening, so we'll see how that goes for him in his uh, $50,000 fine and 25-point penalty, I believe, for his podcast comments. Well, if we got fined 50000 for our podcast comments, <laughs> I would. Watch what you say, right? Woo! Well, hopefully, <laughs> look, at, uh, among all else, I hope that Denny makes his, den- his uh, daddy-daughter dance. That's the one thing that I hope yes. that, that appeal yes. does not interfere with because that, my friends... Family before I would probably pay the fifty thousand if I had to miss yeah. a, a daddy daughter dance. There's no way I would for sure yeah. show up he, to. He can't be that. missing that. Maybe that will uh, help appeal to his board. I got to hurry up and get out of here for the father daughter dance, and they'll say, "Well, all right, you're stamped, you're good, no penalty." So right. we'll see. Go with <laughs> maybe that. maybe that was his lawyer's advice. Start laying that groundwork now. <laughs> hey. They'll see these these genuine sweet comments from you and. And not look at the fact that you just flat out dumped JJ last week, and it'll be fine. <laughs> hey, at least they know that they listen to his pod, or he, li- you know, they listen to his podcast because obviously true. that's that's how they got busted in the first place. Um, all right, any uh, other one, things to touch yeah, on? One more piece of news. I don't know how serious we should take this, but it is worth watching. There was a team owners meeting today, and uh, let's see, scheduled with team team owners uh and the entirety of team owners boycotted the meeting so nascar had a a meeting scheduled for all nascar cup series team owners obviously they're currently in negotiations for this new deal and all of the owners agreed to not show up none of them showed up something to keep an eye on of course now you see all the internet people freaking out it's going to be like indycar and cart there's going to be a split we're going to have a new nascar i don't know that we need to go that far um and uh, let's see, Adam Sturm was reporting that teams in NASCAR have reached a point of relative satisfaction over a new revenue sharing model. The charter system remains the sticking point. Uh, NASCAR chairman Jim France is dead set on making against making it permanent. So, of course, there's this charter system, right? 
this gives these teams the opportunity to have some value. It used to be only your equipment, your people were, were worth something. And, you know, if you folded shop, too bad, see you later. Then you end up with Starcom sold their charter a couple of years ago for like $12 million. So, you know, they just started and parked every week and sat at the back. And and then here you go. Here's $12 million. Uh, we have no idea what Chip Ganassi got from Justin Marks and Pitbull, but enough that Chip Ganassi wasn't planning on selling and he walked away from both his charters for the price they paid him. Dale Jr. wants to come into the Cup Series, says the charters are too expensive. Uh, and so that's kind of it seems to be the main sticking point as far as these negotiations. Uh, and then, of course, there is the big argument over the revenue sharing. The t- they're looking for new TV deals. Uh, right now, the tracks, I think, it's 60% of the revenue that comes in. NASCAR owns half the tracks. That's part of it. The teams incur a lot of costs, all this stuff. So, yeah, going to be something to keep an eye on. I'm, I'm not overly concerned at this point. I don't know that we're headed for that IndyCar cart split and we're going to have two series. Although we might have to do a spinoff podcast and cover both series from the betting angle. So from a business standpoint, maybe that would work out for us, Rod. But uh, from a fan standpoint, I hope that doesn't happen and NASCAR just stays whole. But uh, I'm not I'm not sounding that alarm just yet, but something to keep an eye on for sure. We'll do the uh, rack scar, racks on Right, because they'll 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 just go R A S yeah R A C S yeah rack rack on uh, gambling podcast instead of NASCAR. I don't know what that there would be, go. but whatever. Yeah, we might need to work on something that sounds a little better. But uh. <laughs> well, they would have to come up with it. It would. Well, be yeah, whatever they come up with, uh, we'll unless go. they hire us, I don't care. We'll we'll be your marketing man. Just don't take there racks on because that's dumb. <laughs> Yes, good, good call. Uh, all right. Well, then uh, I think it's time to start setting up some bets then for this uh, for this race. And, of course, as always, we do have to step away real quick to, uh, to pay some bills. But when we come back, we'll help pay your bills with some cashing tickets. On the other side of this, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. We're looking to rebound, and hopefully this race, this, this truck race, does not necessarily have all of the it's not look i want the excitement but i don't want all of the nonsense like i want thrilling racing but i don't want 12 cautions for 56 laps i don't want nine cautions for 43 laps in a 150 lap race i want good old-fashioned just let's race and win on the damn track without taking everybody out is that is that too much to ask for yeah, that's asking for a lot. All and, right, something uh, fine. You know, you might have to you might have to endure some caution, some chaos. Again, like we said yesterday on the Cup Series picks show, you have to have a plan for some chaos. I, I think that I almost maybe would expect this race to go a little more less chaotic than the Cup race. As kind of weird as that sounds, just because it is very top heavy. I would say your top six to eight trucks are kind of head and shoulders above the rest as long as they can avoid the other trucks on the track that could cause them problems. Of course, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. But I do think that it's going to be slightly more predictable up top. I, th- I think that the Cup Series is just 
so open to so many possibilities. So many different people could be good. I think uh, you'll still see some very, you know, some different guys that could be good in this one, but I think it's going to be more top heavy in the truck series. So I think this one will be easier to predict than the cup series. Of course I say that and likely all hell breaks loose and somebody we'd never even heard of wins this race. Well, I mean, maybe we get the there freezing. are some there are some names on the century list that I don't recognize. Rob. There actually no, there are, and there's ones that I'm like, okay, we're about to see if this person, and they may not even make the race. So all all hell breaks loose, and Jessica Friesen wins the race. That's I, I would I'll be fully for that. I would love to see that. Hey, I, I more so just hope she makes the race because that was her issue last season. But uh, you never know. I, I want look. I'm going to look this up real quick because I didn't actually look up what her Ooh, actual her, odds. I bet she's. <laughs> Five thousand to one, or something. You think so? Crazy. I All right. It's very Let's see how insane this is. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, we're going to Caesars, who does a fantastic job yeah. of giving us. Caesars does great. Uh, scroll the way to the bottom. She's twenty five and four zeros, whatever that is. <laughs> oh my lord, that is, is that a lot of zeros. Two hundred and that's that's two thousand five hundred to, to one. one. So you yeah, bet one dollar on that. She wins. wins. Yeah, wow. So I would I would likely just advise you save that money. All she is a great race car driver. So she runs uh modifieds, I think mostly, uh, for you know the Friesen Halmar. They've got their their own modified program and both of them race that, and she is extremely good in those cars. Uh she's made a few truck series starts on these dirt tracks. It's been a struggle for her, unfortunately. Uh it's it's obviously a, a different type of car and everything, but it's great to see them out there together. I mean, how often you see a husband and a wife racing against each other on a NASCAR level series like this. Uh, so it, it is a fun, fun thing to see. I, I really do hope uh, from a, a fan aspect that, that she makes this race and can have a good, solid performance. I concur. Uh, all right. Well, then let's go ahead and start setting up some bets. We, uh, we found some decent ones for you this time around. A lot of the same names, but I think we found some good ones for you. It's a little it was bit of tough. a struggle bus. It's still the truck series odds just are not as great like and caesars again shout out to them they have killed it with all nascar period this year and like their offerings they do have quite a few offerings it's not as expansive as the cup series or xfinity series offerings are on a week-to-week basis still no top 10 finishes which is what i would really like i'd like to give a shout out to jonathan davenport because i think he can get his top 10 finish i didn't put him on the card because He's only plus 400 for a top five, and I didn't feel like if I could get plus 200 or, or plus 150 on a top 10 for him. So if you can find that, do it. I would love it. I'm I'm so excited to see him race in both these races. I've been watching him race uh, dirt lane models for a long time, but just oof, it's hefty for a, a top five uh, with this, this loaded of a field. But I'm going to kick it off with one of the Cup Series regulars, the hottest guy in the series potentially right now. William Byron, uh, top five finish for him over on Caesars, minus 105, or top five finish, rather. I think I said top 10, but top five finish for him, minus 105. Uh, again, this is just William Byron has been on this year. He's not done a bunch of truck series races lately. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, he is reuniting with KBM, where he got his you know beginning, coming back to his start, basically, uh, from KBM, he did one truck race last season at Martinsville, led 94, 200 laps, won the race. Um, he finished sixth place in this at Bristol Dirt in the Cup Series in 2021. 
Um, and again, he's just he is on fire right now in the Cup Series. We have seen him perform well. We've seen him do well when he comes down to the Xfinity Series, even on tracks where he's not been great before in the Cup Series on uh, Coda a couple weeks ago. I mean, he's so-so on road courses. Looked very good. Was probably the best truck in the field besides uh, Tyler Reddick or car in the field, rather. Man, these truck and car things, it just it gets me so thrown off. <laughs> Usually I do it the other way around, but that's okay. Um, and, and no, but – and then we see him step down to the Xfinity Series. He's been doing great there. The few times he does come down to the truck series, he's been good. We saw it last week at Richmond. Hendrick's not even been good there lately, and he still dominated half of that race. Of course, got spun late and lost his chance to battle for the win. But William Byron is hot right now. I'm on him for Sunday's race in the Cup Series. On him again in the Truck Series on Saturday night. Uh, and a top five of minus 105, that's basically even money you're, you're getting to, to lay this. So uh, I really like that for William Byron. Well, Byron is in that 51 truck. Uh, again, it is KBM. It was uh, Toyota last season, but Martin Truex Jr. actually won this race in 2021 in that 51 in that truck. that 51 truck, correct. So that 51 truck is seen and, victory lane here yeah, in the I mean, trucks. Uh, again, we saw the KBM speed last week. Like mm -hmm. They have not dropped a beat switching from Toyota to Chevy. We were extremely concerned about that going into the season. Not the case. Sanchez absolutely dominated that race in the KBM truck last week. So they've got the speed, and, and William Byron has. And he's been messing around in some dirt cars here lately, too. Run some late model stuff as well on, on the cement, but uh, seen him pop in a few dirt cars as well. So love some Willie B this week. Well, let's stay on that KBM uh, mantra and go over to Nick Sanchez, and let's talk about him. I've got him as a top five truck this weekend, plus 350 on Caesars. Here's the thing about this, right? So I, I understand that Nick Sanchez and Dirt have not been together for very long, and in fact, they haven't been together at all. Uh, and so, and so I, I get the handicap of this that, you know, a plus 350 for a top five, it seems like a, a pretty tall feat, but we saw last week that Nick Sanchez, when put in the right position, can lead laps, 168 of them, uh, around the Texas Motor Speedway after starting first. Granted, we did see what happened. He ended up 16th in that race. It was not his fault at all for that, and if he would have stayed up front, he would have won. He had the fastest truck out there. It was just not even at all a question. And so, again, we talked about KBM being good on this track. They won in 2021. Uh, but not just that. They actually had the number three truck in this race last year with John Hunter Nemechek coming across in third. Again, I'm, all we're talking about is for Nick, Chan Nick Sanchez to get a top five at plus 350. It just seems like it's... It's not priced correctly for this, um, given that the KBM has had trucks in the top five in both seasons that they've run this truck race. So again, like I said, Nick Sanchez, the only wild card in this is that we haven't seen him race this truck on the dirt. But I'm willing to bet that this might even play into his hands because he is a solid, aggressive driver in great equipment. And if he can qualify well, if he can get through those qualifying heats up front, I think it's going to be very hard for people to, to you know, get around him. And if he does get past, it won't be by four other cars or four other trucks, rather. I think Nick Sanchez has a very, very real possibility of turning a top five finish in this week. And like I said, I absolutely love 
plus 350 for this to happen because you know you're tripling up and and that that's a pretty good deal on a on a very fast truck especially a guy who got screwed out of a good finish last week i think he's out to prove that that wasn't a fluke yeah 100 percent. i fully endorse this i have got more nick sanchez down the road so i'll save my talking points for that but uh i am fully with you on this i feel like it's great value at plus 350 probably juiced up a little more because of the amount of cup drivers in this race which is fine they can have problems too they can have issues they can get in wrecks uh and that opens things up for sanchez and again in the equipment he's in i wouldn't be surprised if he could just beat some of them anyways uh does parker kligerman ever enter a truck series race and i bet on him rod the answer is no of course i have to find a way to bet on parker kligerman in the truck series uh, i'm going to take him for a top five plus 350 again uh and you're probably have a stronger case with sanchez at plus 350 but I, I like both of these guys at this price uh you go back to last season he finished fourth in this exact same race last time i checked that's inside the top five that would cash that plus 350 again loaded field then as well in the 2021 race he finished in eighth place just three spots out of the top five uh he did not attempt the knoxville race last season but you go back to last fall on the pavement at bristol a third place as well so knows his way around this track um and has done it here in the dirt series just last season he finished in the top five um and yeah I, again parker kligerman this truck team they specifically pick out their certain races right they only run a part-time schedule they want to be competitive in the races that they enter and they are almost always competitive it's been a bit of a rough start for him so far they've entered two truck races he's had issues in both of them so there is that part of it but at plus 350 all you need him to do is get into the top five um and again Kligerman is a very very good race car driver we've seen that we've seen him out duel some of the best going head to head with zane smith last season and stealing that win from him um and yeah it, it's i can't i just can't help myself but bet on Kligerman, and especially when you're still getting good odds i mean this isn't this isn't even like a plus 200 it's, it is a plus 350 for him a guy that's a proven veteran can get it done he's proven he can get it done on this exact track with the dirt on it without the dirt on it all of the above so love me some Kligerman, top five at plus 350 that as well as over on caesars i i want the top tens i really do because i i almost feel more comfortable with Kligerman as a top 10 than i do uh, as Kligerman with a top five but um, I'll back you on this because he's got to put it together at some point. The dude has had good runs and it's just, he's too good of a driver to finish, you know, outside of, of where he's, or right around where he's been finishing lately. So, um, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the type of, of track he needs to kind of get back on the ball. Um, so I'll take that as well with you. Um, all right. My next bet is Christian Eckes over Corey Heim at minus 140. This is over here on uh, Caesars as well. Here's the thing about this one, and I'm going to contradict myself because I'm going to read you off uh, Christian Eckes' uh, finishes this season and then Corey Himes finishes this season. Christian Eckes got off to a hot start, third place, sixth place, and one. But the last two weeks have been rough for him. He had a suspension problem that knocked him out of Atlanta and then a 15th place finish last week at uh, Fort Worth, Fort Worth but not for lack of trying. He actually did lead a couple of laps in that as well. Well, and that was where he was on that last incident yep. in third place and then got caught up in that uh, 
Nick Sanchez Zane Smith wreck. Yep. So that was that was again no fault of his own to finish that deep in the field. So he was on a third place run uh, up to the end of that race. But and then you look at what Corey Heim has done this season, and Corey Heim has uh, been in the top ten four out of the five races with a third thirty uh, fourth place finish in Atlanta. Uh, Heim with an eighth place finish at Daytona, fourth place at Vegas, sixth place at Austin, seventh place at Fort Worth. Again, nice, solid runs. But where I draw the line is that Christian Eckes has uh, a success on this track in the dirt, whereas Corey Heim has not attempted a race here or in Knoxville either. So this is going to be all new to Corey Heim, whereas Christian Eckes went from 19th place start to a fifth place finish in the 2022 dirt race here. Uh, of course, that was in the 19. That was, uh, he's definitely not in the, oh, I'm sorry, he's in the 98, the 98. at that point, yeah. Um, not the 9, but you can argue the nine's a better truck than the 98, and if he can get it done in the 98, I have a feeling he can get it done in the 9. If nothing happens to him, if he stays, well, I guess you can't stay clean on a dirt track, if he stays untouched too much. You just have to get dirty in the right way. Right? Yeah, if he can get dirty <laughs> in the right way and finish up uh, with all the bumpers and all of the the bed in one piece, again, I have a feeling he's going to finish over Heim. I know this is juiced at minus 140, but Cody... You only pay the juice if you lose, and I'm fairly confident we're not going to. The books know that this is probably going to be a, a bet that swings in this direction, so I'm going to follow them on this one and uh, and take this this bet. Yeah, uh, again, Eckes is another guy I'm going to talk about in a little bit. I've got another bet on him. Really like him. And to speak to that 19 truck that we've seen already have success this season, Derek Krause was specifically much better on the dirt races for whatever reason than he was even in other tracks where he had a lot more issues and stuff. So they obviously know how to set it up for the dirt tracks and bring good trucks. So I like that with Ekus behind the wheel even more. Another thing we didn't mention at the top, I think I forgot about this yesterday as well, but it will be the same pit thing that we had last week for the trucks at Texas where it is the the non-live pit stops. Uh, they'll be cleaning the mud off and all that fun stuff. So just a, a quick note for you there. Next up for me, I'm going to go to my first head-to-head -head matchup. I'm going to take Zane Smith over Ty Majeski. This is at minus 115. You can get it on Caesars and DraftKings. Uh, either one offers the same thing. Both of them at minus 115. Um, and for me, this is just... It's not that Ty Majeski has been horrible on this track or anything, or on dirt at all, anything like that. This is just a case of who do you trust more, who's clearly the better driver, arguably the better equipment, I mean, everything about Zane Smith is just more elite than all of these other truck series drivers, um, and that is the case. And so you go back and look at his uh, truck series stuff on dirt, 10th place in this race last season, uh, and Ty Majeski was 21st, so obviously beat him very handily there. At Knoxville, Zane Smith ends up third, and Ty Majeski was fourth in that race, so he had a good run. Still lost the head-to-head, -head, though. Um, you go back to... And that's it for Ty Majeski as far as his experience in the truck series on dirt. Those are the only two races he's been in. You go back to 2021, uh, Zane Smith was seventh here and 14th at Knoxville. So again, a 14th, yes, that's not a great finish, but three out of the four races in the top 10, he's at least hanging around. I trust him much more, uh, and we know how talented he is, right? We've seen him already getting cup ride opportunities this season because there's people, there's sponsors that believe in him. 
There's already big talks about where he could potentially be jumping all the way to the Cup Series next season. Um, and I think he's going to continue to ride that momentum as the defending series champ. He struggled a little bit last week at Texas, but at the end, he found himself there. Had Sanchez not hooked him when he went to spin, Zane Smith was going to win that race. He is going to show up and perform well. Not saying that Majeski won't, but I do trust and believe in Smith a lot more than Majeski. So for me, at, at only minus 115, this one isn't even juiced up at like a minus 140 like yours is. So for me, this is a no-brainer for Zane Smith at minus 115. I'll uh, double down on that one in a little bit as well because I've definitely got some Zane Smith love coming. Uh, but I want to get to my next one, and that's Taylor Gray over. Oh, I took it. I almost, oh, I almost did, Rod. That's good. I, I did. I'm, I'm trying to hold back on being a homer on some of these guys too much, but you know I love me some Taylor Gray. Well, that's okay. I'll hammer the Taylor Gray love for you as well because uh, I was looking at this one. This one's at minus 125. Uh, and this one's this one's choose Taylor's way too, which is crazy. Uh, Taylor over Matty D. We talked about the young Taylor Gray. Just Cody's gushed over him several times over. Just this young man. Only two races this season in the Truck Series, but he had an 11th place finish uh, in Austin and then a 24th place finish. But again, that 24th place finish. He got into it with his brother a little bit, and they both kind of wrecked each other out. They both had solid top 10 runs actually going in that race. Taylor's proven he's pretty quick. Taylor is proven that he can learn quickly on the job and is a very fast race car driver uh, or even a race truck driver at this. And that's 17 uh, for Gilliland Racing. And and here's the thing about it, too. Um, <laughs> the Gilliland name is is actually been something here. Uh, Todd Gilliland finished fourth in the 2021 uh, Pinty's truck race on dirt. So it's not the same equipment, right? I mean, he's not driving the same Gilliland uh, truck. Is he? He is, right? He was. Well, it's the same. Yeah, I mean, they've rebranded yeah. to the Tricon and their Toyota now instead of Ford. Yeah, but, that was a very long, drawn out Toyota. But I was thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, they did switch from Toyota to Ford. But their trucks have looked solid so far this season. And, and I mean, I think that it's in general. I think that these trucks stay more, even though they're manufacturer specific. I think it's easier to change the emblem on the front uh, <laughs> and still use the same trucks to a degree yeah oh absolutely I, i'm pretty sure it is but um but anyways taylor gray just a talented young race truck driver and just he's he's proven that he can hang with the big boys and one of those big boys out there is matt de benedetto let me read off matt de benedetto's finishes this season 20th 12th 6th 29th and 32nd <laughs> Rough couple of weeks for Matt DiBenedetto. Uh, he did have a 14th place finish in Knoxville, so uh, okay. But uh, the last time he was on this track in a truck was 2022. The only time he's been on this track in the dirt. Uh, he went from a 9th place start to a 35th place finish. 145 laps of 150 completed. Not a good day at all for Matt DiBenedetto on this track. Look. I'm he's just not having himself a good season. You know, a sixth-place finish in Atlanta, you can say hooray, but again, super speedway finish type of a finish, that's kind of where everybody's at on this, right? Everybody can kind of jump up to a sixth-place finish. But for 29th and 32nd in the last couple of, of races, it's just hasn't been good for Benedetto. He's not a good, solid dirt racer. Um, I would read off his, his Cup Series stats, but... 
you don't want to hear those either. Just know that I fully trust that Taylor Gray will get it done over Matt Benedetto this week. Yeah, I love this. Uh, again, two of my favorite things, betting on Taylor Gray, betting against Matt Benedetto. put them together. It was took a lot of self-restraint for me to not add this one in there as well. So I got I'm you. glad you took it because uh, I like it. Next up for me, I'm going to hit the top five market again. Zane Smith again, top five. He's actually plus 115 over on Caesars. Uh, I've already made the case for Zane Smith, right? I don't need to, think I need to go too much more into it. Love this kid. Think he's uber talented. Um, he's, I would say, the best truck series driver. When it comes to dirt, maybe the second best truck series driver because you're going to hit on a guy that's been just phenomenal as far as truck series regulars go in a little bit. But he is good. He's solid. Uh, and you're getting plus money over on Caesars for this one for him to get into the top five. I think that's very doable. Even if some of these cup guys don't have problems, then you throw in if they do have problems and he could find his way there. Uh, Zane Smith for me at a at plus money to get a top five finish. Seems like a crazy proposition. I know it's dirt. I know it's a little different, but like I said, he's gotten some pretty solid finishes on the dirt before. So I'm going to take this one and trust the best series or the best driver in the series. Yeah, I, again, I wholeheartedly agree with you on it because I've got Zane Smith to actually win in uh, one of the groups over here on Caesars. It is Group F. That group consists of Ty Majeski, Carson Hosevar, and unfortunately, our favorite Canadian driver that's uh, actually Canadian, Stuart Friesen. Um, you already made the, the, the case of Zane Smith over Ty Majeski, so I'll, I'll definitely leave it there. Um, and I know Carson Hosevar... A lot of people are going to be on him this week because he won last week, because of he won the chaos of last week. But look, in two races here, he had a runner-up finish in the 2022 race. That's fantastic. But he also had a 21, a 21st place finish in the first time he was out there. And lest we just not forget, I mean, Carson Hosevar has sort of been um, an afterthought for the most part this season uh, until he poked his head up for a win. He had a 12th place finish in Daytona. You know, we, we thought, okay, great. Josevar's off to a decent start. Then a seventh place in, in Las Vegas. And we're like, all right. Now, Kosenhar, we're, we're going to cheer for him again, right? Then in Atlanta, he crashed out, had a 31st place finish. And then in Austin, 34th place finish after that heartbreaking, uh, just early, early, what was it, eighth lap. He didn't even get to complete uh, nine laps of this race before he got kicked out of it. Then he came back to win, obviously, in Texas. But... Again, I still think that Zane Smith is the much better driver right now, and he's done far better uh, on this track over the last couple of seasons. He had a 10th place finish, did Zane Smith uh, last, or two years ago, rather, and then uh, or last year, rather, and then Zane Smith had a 7th place finish the uh, year before that. So I think, uh, like I said, just a, a much better, much better showing there. For Stuart Friesen, this has not been his track. He's had a 12th place and 11th place finish just outside of the top 10 on, on both of them. Again, not for lack of talent. He started 7th, started 3rd, but was not unfor or unfortunately not able to keep that position and, uh, and fell back. I just think Zane Smith is going to be the better driver out of all of that group. I really do. I think, in fact, he's got a hot shot to win this one. Um, I, I don't know that he will. He probably won't. Uh, but I think if anybody does... He, he could out of this group. And so, you know, it, that translates into a top three, top five, where I don't think the rest of these guys have 
that much of a shot for for a top three or top five. Yeah, and crazy, he's actually eight to one to win this race. Which, if you'd have said to me at the beginning of the season, you're getting Zane Smith eight to one anywhere, it's kind of crazy. Neither of us are on him, unfortunately, to win, but we do expect solid performances from him. Uh, no arguments from me here. Again, I already made the case against Majeski. Hosovar, he's had some solid runs. Yeah, he won last week, but he just happened to be in the right place at the right time in fourth place. So props to him. I'm glad he won. We're happy to see him in victory lane. We love the kid. Uh, and then Sewer Friesen, again, known dirt track guy, right? He's the guy you think of. Hasn't had the the best results here. So, again, you're just relying on Zane being the best driver um, and, and having the most the most talent out of all these guys and probably the best truck as well. So fully back you on this. Next up, I am going to take a book out of your page, Rod. I was going back and forth on which direction to, to work the numbers into this. There are some pretty uh, different different ways to, to go with the odds, the, the winning numbers stuff this week. So over on Caesars, I took the winning number odd at minus one, or no, at plus 120 rather. Even is at minus 150, which I thought was kind of crazy. Um, so I was looking through the starting lineup here and who is in odd numbers that could win this bet for us. You got Dean Thompson. That's a Tricon truck. So, okay, he's in the five. Jonathan Davenport. That's kind of a long shot, right? But road course ringer, he's in the seven. Uh, Corey Heim, again, that's a Tricon truck. We made a case against him earlier, yes, but it's an odd number. Haley Deegan, you'd love to see it if it happened. Both the Gray brothers, Tanner and Taylor. Uh, obviously, you know I love Taylor. Christian Eckes, love that. You get him in the odd number cars. Um, as you keep scrolling down here, Matt Benedetto, whatever. Uh, Grant Enfinger, don't don't uh, don't sleep on the 2023 20, truck. Oh, yeah, I skipped right over him. Yes, Grant Enfinger, that's another one who could easily win this race. Uh, Jake Garcia's in there. That's kind of a long shot. Tyler Carpenter, he's another dirt uh, track ringer that's going to be in this in a nice truck. Uh, that one could always hit. William Byron is in the 51 truck. That's another guy who could get it done for you. Parker Kligerman, Rod, is in the 75 truck. Um, and so, yeah, I think that there's a lot of people that can get this done for you. Now, you can go through the even numbers, and there's a lot of good drivers on the even side as well. That's why they're juiced up. Guys like Zane Smith, guys like, uh, oh, Ben Rhodes is actually in an odd number as well, too. That's probably the most important one that I missed at the very end there. Uh, so that, I think, is what really swayed swayed my case, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and, you know, uh, Chase Briscoe, Joey Logano, those guys are in even numbered cars. Zane Smith, like I mentioned, is in an even numbered truck as well. So uh, just like since you're getting plus money on one side of this at plus 120, there is enough drivers in there that could very easily win this race um, that it makes me happy enough to take this. So winning number odd at plus 120 over on Caesars. Well, I'm going to go further with that one because uh, I did find one more bet. I, you know, I was telling Cody, I was like, I, I got, I got four solid ones in the winter. I was like, I, I feel like I should just go. With but then he was like, Nah, I got them all. I was like, Fine, I'll give one more then. <laughs> so I'm going back to my number well as well. But I'm going to give you the winning truck number over forty-seven and a half. Because Are you going over or under? I'm going over, over oh, forty-seven and a half. Did I write under? <laughs> You did ride under. Okay, well, I meant... Make sure you know which side you want to be on. No, 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 no. I'm over <laughs> because the over's at plus... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, shoot. Yeah, this is under. Huh. <laughs> Long day. 
Uh, oh boy! Full disclosure: <laughs> I I went to the Jelly Belly factory, uh, so I'm all hopped Which up on sugar. I'm very sad. I did not get an invite to. Thank I you. I apologize for that. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun uh, with the family. We went to the Jelly Belly factory, so I'm all hopped up on sugar right now. Um, so I could barely read my own typing. Uh, yes, I took the under because because the under is at plus money. It's at plus uh one ten and under forty seven and a half. I, again, I know that there's some heavy hitters above 47.5. Cody just read off a few of them, uh, namely William Byron. And, in fact, uh, we'll talk about another one later on down the road. Uh, but the under 47.5 still has some pretty hot drivers right now, too. You know, you talk about Nick Sanchez, who could definitely win this. Um, we talked about both Grays, who could sneak in a win. Uh, you know, those, those are a couple of the guys, Grant Enfinger, like I said, Chase Briscoe is in that mix. Christian Eckes is in that mix. Zane Smith is in that mix, right? All of those guys, uh, even Carson Hosevar, if you really want to, to get crazy with it, there's a lot of heavy hitters because really above 47 and a half, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 trucks listed. But remember that it contains names like Jessica Friesen that may not make it. Um, Timmy Hill may not make it. Uh, you know, those are a couple of the, the names on there that may not make this off of this list. So, and hell, some of the other guys, some of the, you know, maybe even William Byron accidentally doesn't make it. It, it would screw. You take that of, back right now, Rod. I'm just saying, <laughs> prepare for chaos. Or Joey Logano pulls out, whatever, right? But you've got the majority of the field above 47 and a half. I feel like that's a good hedge should anything happen. And, and at plus 110, you can make this work for you that if one of those trucks ends up winning, you cash this ticket and you're not any any worse for the wear. Yeah, I like it. Again, you're getting a majority of the field. We know anything can happen. We can have surprise winners. Both Cup Series drivers that have won this race were total, complete surprises that nobody really saw coming. So, uh, yeah, I like it. Me too. And, and, I, it, and I don't argue with you on numbered bets because you're really good at them. <laughs> well, listen, I, and, and I, I have seen too many of my bets, especially outrights, go up in flames almost literally over the last few weeks just, you know, because of, of craziness. And so one way to hedge off of the person that I picked is to pick the whole rest of the field underneath them. This is about the closest thing you can get to betting the field uh, as you can in truck racing. So, like I yep, said, absolutely. I um, all right, well. Speaking of winners, we'll give you those winners when we come back from our second break to tell you about our driver giveaway because we're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their tailor-made driver contest. This contest is completely free to enter and you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. Drawing is going to take place on Sunday, April the 8th, so make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver all right speaking of drivers i know i made that joke yesterday but if you didn't listen to the cup race or the the cup show it's new to you you've never heard it before so speaking of drivers one of them's gonna win let's fix drivers it. yes Dri yes okay uh for me i am gonna go with william byron i am fully in love with willie b this week he is plus 700 over on DraftKings. Um, again, I've already made the case hottest driver in the cup series right now. He is on fire. The only guy with multiple wins. He's been solid when he's been in the trucks. He's in a KBM truck. We know these trucks are always good anywhere and everywhere. 
Uh, I expect a great day from Willie B. Plus 700. I love this bet. Christian Eckes, you talked about him earlier. 18 to 1 over on Caesars. Another guy that I love this weekend. Uh, again, I talked about that 19 truck being very good with Derek Krause behind the wheel. Christian Eckes is a major step up as far as drivers go. Uh, he finished fifth in this race last season. Uh, again, that's a very solid, good finish in a loaded field. He can improve that spot a couple of positions. I could see him winning. He was 12th over at Knoxville. Uh, and then you have to go all the way back to 2019 for his previous dirt race, but he finished sixth place at Eldora then. So he's got dirt experience in the truck series. He's got solid results. He can keep himself in the mix. And an 18 to 1, be in the mix at the end is what you're looking for. So Christian Eckes, 18 to 1 over on Caesars. And then Nick Sanchez, 33 to 1 over on Bet MGM, Rod. Um, shop again, shop around. That's what we always preach, right? Because you can get different prices, different places. He's like 20 to 1, like I saw in one book, 33 to 1 over on MGM. So shop around, get that good price for you. But he led 168 of 171 laps last week. Also in, not technically a KBM truck, I think it's Rev Racing, but it's basically a KBM truck. We saw, obviously, it is very fast. Obviously, it's very good. He's been a solid driver. Uh, he's only got five starts in the truck series. Two of them have been top tens already, though. And like I said, he led 168 of 171 laps and only his fifth start in the truck series. Get in early on a young guy like this that has proven to have some speed, proven to have some momentum going to be hungry because he could taste that victory for 168 laps before he lost it at the very end. He's going to be hungry, ready to go. I think he can put himself in position. Is he a long shot? Absolutely. But he'll be fast. He can put himself in position and potentially steal something at the end at 33 to one. Too good for me to pass up. And, and it's a number under 47 and a half. So I will take that as well. But yeah, there listen, I, I I don't know that we've seen the last of him, honestly. I really, I, oh, he just kind of. <laughs> I think we just seen the beginning. <laughs> yeah, took took we took it for granted early on. I, I, I know in the beginning of the season, especially when we were talking about uh, win totals and we were kind of, we were kind of scoffing at KBM's kind of driver list. Saying, huh, look at these guys. We don't even know who they are. Well, that's changed. We know who they are now and they're going to take the, the sport by the reins here pretty soon. Uh, when everybody's not looking. So uh, I do like that one. In fact, I was almost on that one as well. Um, just just from a standpoint of, I, I really think he's going to be a, a factor, but I didn't want to, I don't know. I, I just, I couldn't really pull the trigger because of all the cup guys, because I, I do believe that, like you said, William Byron has a very strong chance of winning this, but he's not even the favorite to win this race. No, that that honor belongs to uh, Joey Logano won, especially on Caesars, but Ben Rhodes is right behind him at plus 500. That, my friends, is where I am going because Ben Rhodes uh, won this race last season, even in that loaded field of, of folks. He ended up winning after a second-place start. The year before that, he started ninth and finished second. Uh, so he, he finished second to Martin Truex Jr. in that race. Ben Rhodes, a absolutely strong uh, driver on this track to be able to outmuscle all of the cup entries that that are there year after year. Of course, there's only been two years, but even still, um, he's he's been able to do it and been able to hang strong. And like I said, second place finish in his first time out on it, won it the next time. So I at plus five hundred, 
this still seems like a pretty decent enough deal because again, if if really he was that much of a favorite, Joey Logano is at plus four fifty on Caesars right now as the favorite. You know, um, and and really it's it's amazing to me that he's the favorite to win this. I, I know who he is, I know what he's done, but it just kind of doesn't make any sense to me uh, to to have that happen. But listen to what Ben Rhodes has done this season couple of top 10 finishes in the last race or last two races a fifth place finish in Atlanta third place in Las Vegas and 11th place at Daytona he has yet to win this season but I think that's all about to change I really do believe that this is a, a good track for Ben Rhodes to sort of break through he hasn't been bad he hasn't been bad at all uh, but he's just been kind of hanging around hanging around and I think this may be the week that he breaks through especially because he's done it before. You know, he did it last season, and it was his only win of the year, by the way. <laughs> That's all you need to get uh, to get to the playoffs is that one win as a truck driver. So maybe he rides that momentum. Maybe he learns from it. I know he's the 99 truck. I know it. I, I would void that bet for under 47.5, but at plus 500, I'm not crying too much if that happens. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, he's got an average finish of 1.5 at this track, so... Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty solid, Rod. To uh, to bet on him, he's been good everywhere we've gone on dirt. Just seems to have a knack for it. Uh, a former series champion, uh, and he's really started the season off fairly decently, showing some speed and some good results. So, yeah, I, I can't blame you for this. I, I do think that Joey is probably Joey is in the Thor Sport truck this season, which is different from what he's had in the past. So I think that probably boosts him up there. He has one here in the Cup Series, obviously. I uh, had a decent result last season. I think he was, he ended up finishing six, so nothing crazy, but Rhodes beat him easily. So uh, I do like the Rhodes pick on this as well. Uh, yeah, I, I fully endorse this, and I think that he's likely going to be one of the best trucks all day. And again, w- when you compare him to some of the Cup Series regulars, he's in these trucks, not each, I guess, each and every week for what they run, but enough that he's in this truck every time it's out there knows his team he's comfortable with his team with Thor sport how they set things up all this stuff whereas it's different for these these cup series guys who aren't used to the truck series as much uh and so Rhodes does have that advantage as well so yeah I like this pick yeah only two drivers led uh led laps in that race and that was Ben Rhodes and Carson Hosevar uh Ben Rhodes 95 of them Carson Hosevar 55 of them so that tells you anything I think we're all set for a Ben Rhodes win this week as well may not wait may not lead all the laps but you know i think you'll i think you'll lead at least the last and that's all you need to catch this so um all right all that last week all you need (sighs) and not even the not even the whole last all he did was lead like a quarter of the last hundred feet i don't whatever it was good hey that's all that counts it is all that counts um all right let's uh get out your pen and paper let's write down all of these bets and uh, and get you sent off on your way to go place them. Cody started you out with Willie B as a top five truck at minus 105. You find that on Caesars. I gave you Nick Sanchez as a top five truck at plus 350, also at Caesars. And then Cody gave you Clickerman as a top five. I think we pretty much set the top five for you at plus 350. <laughs> and then I gave you uh, Christian Eckes over Corey Heim at minus 140. Uh, and then Cody gave you Zane Smith over Ty Majeski at minus 115, uh, both on Caesars and DK. I gave you Taylor Gray over Matty D at minus 125. 
And then Cody gave you Zane Smith as a top five truck at plus 115. I gave you Zane Smith as the winner of Group F over there on Caesars at plus 175. Cody gave you the winning number uh, is odd. The winning truck number being odd at plus 120. I said that the winning truck number would be under 47 and a half at plus 110. Cody said Willie B at 7 to 1. Christian Eck is at 18 and 1. 18 to 1. And then uh, Nick Sanchez at 33 to 1 over an MGM would be the winners while I gave you Ben Rhodes at a poultry 5 to 1. But still, I think, is one that could very well cash. So you'll take five times your money uh, if he does. I, I don't think he'll complain at all. I don't think so. So, um, all right. Well, again, this is the Saturday race, right? There will be plenty of heat races going on uh, Saturday, right? Because that's Saturday's the heat races for the truck and for the uh, the Cup Series before they set their, their starting yep. grid. Yeah, so. so I think we've got... Uh... Let me pull up the full weekend schedule. But I think we have practice on Friday, I do recall. There is practice on Friday. Uh, yep, practice on Friday, practice one and practice two are on Friday. And then, yep, Saturday will be the heat races followed by the main show. I think it's the truck heat races, then the cup heat races, then the truck race, and then the cup race obviously is Sunday uh, evening. Yep. Saturday, 4.30, or 4.30 p.m. Eastern is when the first qualifying race is for the trucks. Then, of course, 6 o'clock for the Cup Series. So, all right. Well, Cody, well, we wrapped up our betting previews early. It's kind of sad. Oh, I know. It is sad. No Xfinity this week. So, uh, unfortunately, don't uh, don't have that. But we've got a fun episode planned for later in the week to fill that gap. Still get your fill of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast for this week. Yep. We're going to have some fun. I, I know we will. So, um, all right, Cody, as we put a pin in this one, uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, follow the show as well at NASCAR gambling. And again, join the discord, get in there, get in the conversation, have fun over there. Shout out to those guys. Uh, they're always keeping it strong. Always keeping it strong. That is a channel that every other, uh, our SGPN channel is looking to be, uh, just, just so you know. All right, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link at the bottom of everything I got going on, whether it is here, whether it's in between media. The back road is on tomorrow. Catch them. I, of course, will be here holding it down with Cody uh, for our show, but uh, they'll soldier on without me for this week and then come back again next week. They got some fun stuff planned. In the meantime, go back. Check us out on YouTube if you would like to do that as well. We're there. And, of course, uh, to you loyal subscribers and, and people downloading the podcast on the regular we love you we appreciate you you're what drives the train uh so keep doing that leave us a review if you like you know just just tell us a little something that you like about us uh, doesn't have to be big just these guys are nice that's all i want all right we'll see you tomorrow with dfs until then let's go racing and let it ride